Hi, welcome to Valley Naval Gazing on valleyindy.org, newhavenindependent.org, and we're heard Mondays on 103.5 WNHH, New Haven's community radio station. My name is Eugene Driscoll. I am a reporter with valleyindy.org, and I'm overwhelmed, people. There's just too much going on there. I have too many responsibilities in life and work, and it's just overwhelming. But this podcast puts it into perspective. We're going to interview, or I'm going to interview, Missy Lundeen. She is a volunteer who is organizing this relief effort for five families who were displaced by two fires. Happened at the same time in Ansonia, March 10th. House caught on fire. Fire spread to a house next door. These are multifamily, uh, you know, old houses, balloon construction, the uh, multifamily, a couple apartments in each. Uh, we're talking kids displaced, pets, luckily no injuries in the fire, which is really a miracle. I was there. It was a heck of a fire. It was freezing. Uh, so there's this collection effort, and you're going to have to listen to the podcast for more information. Then we're going to come back, and my plan, although I haven't actually recorded it yet, because as I record this, it hasn't happened, but Rich Zekin was scheduled to announce March 22nd, Wednesday, 1 p.m. in front of the Sterling Opera House, his intention to seek the Derby Republican nod for mayor. So we have three people in Derby who've declared they want to run, including the incumbent, Mayor Anita Degato, Carmen DeCenzo, another Democrat, president of the Board of Aldermen, and now Zekin. So my plan is after Missy talks, I'll come back, blab for a second, and then you can go and hear Rich Zekin. First up, here's Missy Lundeen of Going the Extra Mile, a Facebook group that she formed. On the line with us is Missy Lundeen of Going the Extra Mile. Missy is an Ansonia resident, and she started this group that helps collect items and things and supplies for people who have been displaced in the valley after fires. And unfortunately, March 10th, we had a major fire in Ansonia, one of several that particular weekend. Uh, March 10th, two houses burned, and uh, from what I'm told, five families were displaced, and Missy and others have started an effort to help all these families from these two multi-family homes, and I'm learning on Facebook, Missy, that uh, there is an effort underway. You need people to help you move stuff. I'll shut up, and you tell me what's going on. Well, thanks for the, um, for the interview and helping us spread the word about going the extra mile. Um, what we do is, again, we collect items from the generosity of the public, um, such as clothing or non-perishable foods, um, infant supplies and needs, um, gift cards for local eateries, you know, even if it's just McDonald's or Burger King. Um, we also collect dog and cat supplies because this particular fire did um, unfortunately also displace many pets. And one of the greatest things is that we also ask for donations of household items and furniture. So when our clients have that opportunity to get back into another apartment, they don't need to worry about the expenses necessary to replace the furnishings in their home. And we have been absolutely blessed, not once, not twice, but three times 
Um, we have been um, contacted by three separate donors who are donating the entire contents of their homes. Um, and we have a drive right now. We need as many people as possible who have trucks, who have muscles, or who just have the ability to help pack up these three homes and bring the contents back to our storage locker in Shelton. Um, Conti's storage was very generous by donating to us the use of a very large storage unit. And we have, um, over the next week, um, we need people who have trucks and who have muscles, or maybe you just have the desire to help somebody, and we have to move out entire houses. How is it that the, the let me just let me just jump in real quick. How is it the uh, people are, are able to part with all their belongings and make this donation? Uh, this may be a stupid question, but are they moving or what are they going to do for furniture after this? One particular person is moving to Florida and is not going to be in need of everything she has in her three bedroom home in Oxford. Another um, gentleman owns a two-family home in East Haven, and he no longer resides in that home, and it's loaded with furniture and other um, household items that he no longer needs and wanted to find a place where they could be reused. And then we also have a donor from Stratford whose mother unfortunately passed away a few weeks ago and again wanted to make sure that the items in her home were donated to an organization that could really help and, and you know, assist people in need. And these families are so blessed to have had um, this opportunity to have these items, um, you know, be brought to their, um, mm. you know, to their use. So now what you need is uh, people power. You need people, you said, with vehicles or trucks or able to move or, or in any way willing to help. Uh, what are the when and where's and how, if someone listens to this or reads this on valleyindy.org or wherever they may encounter this, how do they help? Yeah. Okay. So we are gathering up teams and we definitely need all the manpower that we can imagine the amount of work necessary to unload houses full of furniture multiple bedrooms kitchen dining room living room and then all the little goodies that come into play with those so we will be meeting saturday march 25th um we will be meeting in the parking lot of Conti Storage in Shelton, which is on the corner of Cornell and Howe Avenue. We'll be meeting there at 11 a.m. And this Saturday, the 25th, we will be um, we will be relocating, and we want to put it that way. We're relocating on um, furniture and home goods from the home in East Haven back to our storage unit in Shelton. And then Sunday, March 26th, the next day, 
Um, we are moving the Oxford home. And the Oxford home is located on Route 34. And again, we will be meeting in the store in the um, parking lot of Conti Storage at Cornell and Howe Avenue at 11 a.m. And then the following Saturday, April 1st, we will be unloading a two-bedroom home in Stratford and relocating the contents of that home to our storage unit in Shelton. And again, we will be meeting that Saturday, April 1st, at 11 o'clock in the morning in the parking lot um, of Conti Storage, which is on Cornell and Howe Avenue. Cornell and, and Howe, okay. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. And we'll be meeting right directly behind the Farmer's Market building. Okay. Um, it just seems a good area for us to gather. And at that point, I will be handing out um, papers that will contain the address of the donors and um, directions. And those I do not want to post on Facebook or on any social media, just for the sake of, you know, the families that are donating. Right. And um, right now, those people are wanting to remain anonymous. And um, if in the future I'm able to convince them for, um, for them to release their names, because I would like to give them, you know, as much publicity so we can all thank them as a community. Okay, and then separate and apart. So you have a you have meetings coming up or gathering logistics coming up in parking lots on Saturday, March twenty fifth, Sunday, March twenty sixth, and then next Saturday, April first, to move the belongings out of these three homes, get them into storage, so they can eventually go to the, all the families that were displaced. And then separate and apart from this, you had a supply collection uh, going on, according to your Facebook page, which is going the extra mile. Uh, how is that going? I know you listed some drop-off locations. Are you still accepting? Uh, and keep in mind, this will also be you know online next week as well after the first round of uh, of gatherings. Are you st- going into next week? Do you still need supplies at those drop-off locations? We desperately need more donations. Um, we have 28 people plus a brand new baby boy who is due any day now. And we are assisting all 28 people, well, 29 if you include the infant. Um, we are, you know, we're assisting them with their road to recovery. And in doing so, we have set up um, several drop-off locations for clothing, um, house, or clothing and gift cards for different eateries, um, infant supplies, formula, and, and diapers are a definite must. Um, and also pet food because we do have, you know, several um, dogs that were involved in this fam- uh, in this fire as well that we are assisting. So we have three locations for drop-off um, for um, those particular items in Antonio. The first is at AC Washing Well, not the laundromat, on North Main Street in Antonio. And for anybody who goes to this location, the fire was literally right next to this um, shopping plaza. Mm. So you can see for yourself the damage um, that these two houses, you know, unfortunately took and how the damage affected these families. So it really will hit home. We also have Tad G's Fitness 
and you would speak with Terry, and she is located at East Main Street in Ansonia. Also, City Hall in Ansonia has opened up their doors um, on Main Street in Ansonia. Um, all you have to do is go inside to the mayor's office, and we do have a drop-off location there. In Shelton, we have the Residence Inn, and they're located on Bridgeport Avenue, right off of Exit 11 going southbound in Shelton. And the great thing about them is that they're open seven days a week, and they're close to my employer's work, so I'm able to do um, frequent pickups from there to get them back to our storage locker. And then also in Shelton, we have Doggy Style, um, which is the cutest little dog grooming um, business, and they are located on Leavenworth Avenue in Shelton. And um, they are open from 8 a.m. in the morning until 5 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Okay. Anybody who has um, larger items, larger amounts of donations, um, or furniture, if you have furniture or home goods items, and you would like to schedule a drop-off at our um, storage unit in Shelton, all you need to do is give me a call or shoot me a text. Um, my number is 475-777-8339. You can also contact me by email at goingtheextramileinfo at gmail.com. Goingtheextramileinfo at gmail.com. Correct. Okay. And, and then also by, you know, visiting our Facebook page, which is how we launched this community, um, this community group. Um, I, our organization would not be possible if it were not for the generosity and the selflessness and the giving, loving people of the lower Naugatuck Valley and beyond. Um, one of the great things about having a Facebook page is that it does reach people that are not just in the Valley. Um, I have a, um, a donor who just so happened to be speaking with her sister-in-law who has baby items that will be coming up from New Jersey. So please, everyone, go and like our page and share, share, share. If it's not these five families, it could be two more next week or another family next month. Our services will continue to work throughout the lower Naugatuck Valley, and we will continue to assist those who have been affected by some type of a disaster, such as a home fire. And it's with the generosity of the public that we're able to do this, and I cannot thank everyone enough. All right, Missy, thank you so much for taking uh, a couple of minutes out of your day to talk to us. And uh, if anyone listening missed the information, if you go to valleyindy.org, we'll also put this in text form and we'll embed this conversation within a story uh, on the Valley, including links and emails to everything Missy just mentioned. Missy, that'll do it. Thank you so much for taking the time and good luck. Thank you so much for having me and uh, let's Let's help these people. We're helping we're helping fire families one family at a time. That's great. Thank you, Missy. Take care. All right, thanks. Bye bye.
Okay, so that was Misty Lundeen, like I had said. And this is Eugene Driscoll again, valleyindy.org, a navel-gazing WNHH 103.5, New Haven's community radio station. You're all, we're also heard on valleyindy.org, newhavenindependent.org, iTunes, Libsyn, SoundCloud, YouTube, anywhere you get podcasts, Google Play also. So up next on, uh, what is today, Wednesday, the 22nd, I attended a press conference where Richard Zekin of Derby announced his intent to seek the Republican nod for mayor. Without further ado, here is Mr. Zekin's speech. He is first introduced by Republican State Party Chair J.R. Romano, originally from Derby. Here we go. My name is J.R. Romano. I'm the State Party Chairman, as well as a son of the city of Derby. And I, and I often say that very proudly. Uh, two years ago, I stood uh, with Rich uh, announcing his mayoral bid uh, and in the hopes that the city would go in a different direction. And unfortunately, it hasn't. Over the last three years, you've seen an increase in your mill rates. Uh, people in this city are struggling. They're struggling with taxes. They're struggling to make ends meet. And it's time to have someone that's going to be focused in on those problems that are going to help those families. You know, one of the things I often say is that the city is, is a small city, but the issues we have here are real, and they're big. We need a mayor that's going to be full-time, that's going to invest every minute that they have making this community better. That's what I think all of us deserve. This is a hardworking community, and they deserve that. And that's why I'm here again two years later to advocate and push for Zekin as the next mayor of the, uh, the city of Derby. Welcome, everybody. Like they say in New England, if you don't like the weather, wait. <laughs> it's going to change on us. And once again, it got cold on us, bud. Ladies and gentlemen, members of the press, fellow residents, we are gathered here today at the steps of Derby Icon, the Sterling Opera House. This historic structure is a reminder of our city's success, a reminder of the days when we were leaders in industry, entrepreneurialism, and culture. And it should remain an inspiration for what Derby still can be, the vibrant, prosperous, thriving city that our residents deserve. Yet today, Sterling Opera House stands as a symbol of failure. It is a sad evidence that the city it is a sad evidence of the cities where, whose progress has stalled under, city, under the city's current leadership. We spent the decade securing millions of dollars in grant funding for the Sterling restoration and reopening. It was supposed to be the heart of the new, modern downtown. Now, three years into this Democratic administration, the taxpayers have nothing to show for it beyond a federal probe into the misuse of funds. No progress, no closer to our goals, just embarrassment for the city. Unfortunately, this has been a pattern over the past three years. The failure of leadership from the City Hall can be seen all across Derby again and again. Let's take economic development, for example. The promise and potential of our downtown has been squandered over the past three years. What progress has been made towards re revitalization? A half a million dollar study that told us what we already know. High taxes, government spending, are hurting our chances to bring business and jobs to our city. Though perhaps those findings did come as a surprise to the city. After all, Democratic leaders have spent the last three years increasing Derby's tax rate to a point where it is now the 18th highest in the state of Connecticut. That's the real Derby now. 18th highest tax rate out of 169 cities and towns. And its increase of four mills 
in three years have been devastating to our residents and business owners. What of the effort to market Derby to investors and rebuild our commercial tax base? We've had a lot of talk the whole campaign to discover Derby, and I believe Terry Bradshaw was even involved somewhere along the way. The result of the grand list has crashed from $645 million in 2013 to $610 million in 2015. That's a loss of $35 million that our taxpayers cannot afford. And it is the only revenue, and is that the only revenue Derby is losing? The last three years have been among the worst in recent memory when it comes to securing grant funds for our city. The Democratic administration has obtained just over 1.5 million in grant funds compared to over 17 million obtained by our neighbor Ansonia in the same time period. Obviously, grants have not been a priority of our leadership. Is Derby not worth fighting for? After all, we've had plenty of fights over the past three years. Fighting between Mayor Degato, President DeCenzo, and their administration over just about everything except for the future of our city. Fighting over the parking garage, over meeting minutes, over city hall hours, over ghost tours of the opera house. And I wish I was kidding, Terry Bradshaw, that guy again. So perhaps it makes perfect sense that the Democrat administration is now putting its full energy into fighting themselves for complete control. Fighting each other while Derby's taxpayers wait for someone that will fight for them. Now let me say that I agree with President DeCenzo on one thing. Derby can do better. I mean, we can do better. Only Mr. DeCenzo, seems to me you've already had your chance. My friends, it's time to point Derby back in the right direction. It's time to fight for the big promise that our small city holds. That's why I am proud to officially announce my decision to run for mayor of the great city of Derby. During, during my life, I've learned that public service has no room for ego or self-interest. It's about sacrifice, teamwork, and accountability for the bottom line. Starting today, I am building my team of individuals willing to put the interest of Derby over politics as usual. Republicans, Democrats, independents, so long as your interests are moving the city forward, I want you on my side. I also, I also don't need to spend a half million dollars to discover what my priorities are. I stand for lower taxes, aggressive economic development, and a commitment to restoring Derby as the heart of the All-American Valley. Of course, that's no part-time job. It never has been, which I am not, which, I, which, which is why I am not running to be yet another part-time mayor. If elected, I promise to serve a full-time mayor at no extra salary or expense. I will treat this position with the attention and the professionalism that Derby deserves. We can open the doors of this opera house once again. We can revitalize downtown and, and build a modern, vibrant city for our children and ourselves. But the first step in that direction is to dismantle the bitter, self-serving politics that has held us down for so long. That's the fight I'm ready for. I'd like to thank everyone for coming. I'd like to add, I'd like to say God bless the city of Derby. God bless Connecticut. 
God bless the United States of America, and I'll see you all on the campaign trail. Thank you. Good job. All right, there you have it. That was Rich Zekin of Derby announcing his intent to seek the Republican nod for mayor. He uh, challenged Mayor Degato two years ago and lost by about 100 votes. So like I said earlier, that brings the number of people in the mayoral race in Derby to three. We got the incumbent Mayor Degato. We've got a challenge from her own party in the form of Carmen DeCenzo, the current board of aldermen president, and now Rich Zekin, a Republican. He's a retired police officer. He worked in Hamden, and he's a former member of the Board of Aldermen and the Board of Apportionment and Taxation. With that, this is Eugene Driscoll. Thanks for listening. See you next week. <laughs>